couple of verses about something many of you have read about before. Uh, I was studying this verse and just, uh, just the Lord just began to open up some of the principles in, and I started really studying this and just was really amazed. God is amazing. His word is amazing. He establishes so many principles in the Old Testament that applies to us in the New Testament, and they were not by accident. They are the design of God. He puts things in the Old Testament that, folks, they fit us perfect today in the New Testament. And if we live by those principles, we're going to be able to get closer to God and do exactly what God wants us to do. Numbers 35 and verse 7 says, all, So all the cities which ye shall give to the Levites shall be forty and eight, eight cities. Them shall ye give with the suburbs. All around it is what they're going to give. And the cities which ye shall give shall be of the possession of the children of Israel. From them that have many, ye shall give many. But from them that have few, ye shall give few. There's another principle that God has in his word. Every one shall give of his cities unto the Levites according to his inheritance which he inherited. Now this is God instructing the children of Israel to give some cities that are inside of the land that God has given to them. The only reason why they had that land is because God gave them that land. The only way they were able to give it to the Levites was because God had first given it to them. Principle of the word of God. God has given us things every day, but he expects you to give him his part. Not much shouting there, but that's the truth. So I'm going to preach. Anybody ever heard of ODOT? Anybody ever heard of ODOT? What does ODOT stand for? Oregon Department of Transportation. Well, I'm going to have a little twist on that. Tonight, I'm going to preach on GDOT. Look at your neighbor and say GDOT. I'm going to preach on GDOT. God, I ask you, Lord, to help us tonight, God, in this house. First, Lord, I am so thankful for your word. I'm thankful for every soul that is here tonight. Thankful, God, for your kindness and mercy to every one of us, Lord, and you, God, have truly been good to every one of us. And I pray, Lord, tonight, help me in handling the word of God and touch every mind to receive the word of God tonight, that we can be helped, Lord, we can be encouraged, we can be built up, Lord, according to your word tonight. Your perfect will be done in this service, and we'll give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And you may be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. Tonight I want to give you some information. I read just two verses of scripture, but I want to give you some information about the biblical cities of refuge. The biblical cities of refuge. The Levites weren't given land for a possession like the other tribes. They were not. Matter of fact, we find in the scripture what God clearly stated, I'm not going to give them a land for a possession because what they have, their possession is going to be what I give them in their ministry. That's basically why he wrapped it up there. It's what they have in me and what they're going to be able to do. That's that. And folks, I'm going to tell you what, to be able to work for God and to be used by God is greater than any land or possessions. 
Amen. And according to our scripture text, God instructed the children of Israel to give 48 cities, 48 cities to the Levites. He used his common principle that we read in this portion of scripture and he instructed them to give as they were able to give. That's what tithe is all about. Everybody in this house that pays tithe, you give the same percentage. Some may give more, but you give the same percentage because God's fair in everything he does. He's just in everything that he does. That's a principle of God. But six of the cities of those 48 were to be designated as cities of refuge. Cities of refuge. Everybody say cities of refuge. I believe God was once again establishing a principle in the Old Testament. In Numbers 35, God told Moses to establish six cities of refuge. These were havens where individuals received protection from the wrath of someone that was seeking vengeance on them. An individual could flee to this city and they would be able to be safe and escape from the wrath of vengeance. I'm talking about somebody that wanted to kill them, folks. Not just hurt them, but they wanted an eye for an eye, a tooth for the tooth. They wanted to kill them. If the individual was able, hear me, to reach the city of refuge and was willing to stay in, everybody say in, and was willing to stay in the city of refuge, they would be safe. If they left the city, they could be killed. Another principle that God is establishing in His Word. Upon studying about the cities of refuge, I, I feel like there are some principles that were established in regards to a place of refuge. First, let us look at the physical locations as I begin to study about these six cities. I discovered that these six cities, all of these six cities of refuge, were all to be built on hills or high elevations so they could easily be seen. God didn't want to hide them in some remote location, but set them on a hill where they could not be hid. There were six cities. They were located so that they were all just only one day's journey from any location in Israel. At any time, an individual by traveling one day's journey could make it to one of these cities of refuge. God wanted them to easily be accessed. Or when someone made a mistake, there would always be a place of refuge close and available. I'm talking about the physical things about these cities of refuge. Second, these cities of refuge were to be located in the cities, you ready? That were given to the Levites. The Levites were the ministers. They were the, they were the priesthood. They were the ministers. The ones that were going to serve in the house of God. Thus the ministers were the keepers. Hear me. The keepers of the place of refuge. It's a scripture. Third, Deuteronomy 19. God gives specific instructions regarding the city of refuge. And in verse number 2 of Deuteronomy chapter 19, he says, Thou shalt separate three cities for thee in the midst of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. Thou shalt prepare thee a way, and divide the coast of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth, to thee, giveth thee to inherit, into three parts, 
that every slayer may flee thither. That little phrase there, thou shalt prepare thee a way. The Hebrew word translated way there, it literally means a highway or a road. God was making it very clear. He establishing a principle here. God was saying, I'm going to establish a place of refuge. And that's what the children of Israel did according to the instructions of God. But God realized that the most, hear me, the most difficult part of the plan of the cities of refuge was making them accessible. God knew that when an individual really needed to get to a city of refuge, time was of the most importance, folks. Why? Because someone would be pursuing them that wanted to kill them. So time was important. A clear path had to be made because someone was going to kill them if they stumbled and fell on their way to the city of refuge. Can I just insert this? The devil has come to steal, kill, and to destroy, folks. As God instructed them, their job was to build a highway to the city. Historians teach us in the Telemar that this, it states this, that the roads, get this, the roads were to be made 32 L's wide. L's wide, folks. You know what that is? Twice the regular width of a road. The road leading to the city of refuge was to be made twice as wide as the regular roads were made. These highways were to particularly be smooth and even. They were to be well marked, oh my, with signposts and marks that stated refuge, refuge, refuge. God wanted them to remove every obstacle out of the way. When a person was in need of a place of refuge, God wanted it to be made very accessible. God didn't want people who needed to get, get to that place of refuge to get lost in the journey. I'm laying a foundation for my sermon tonight. What good is a city of refuge if you get lost en route to it? The person's safety wasn't in knowing about the city of refuge. It was about being in the city of refuge. I believe these facts establish a principle of God in regards to what God is providing a place of refuge from Him who is seeking their life. Now I want to unveil to you as I have put out the physical things about the city of refuge. I want to unveil unto you tonight the spiritual application to these principles tonight. First, we find out in, in Matthew chapter 5, God states this, Ye are the light of, a world, of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. I know we have heard it said before, this is the best kept secret. But God doesn't want this place to be the best kept secret. God wants this place to be something that is set on a hill. God wants this place to be a place of light so our society hears about the gospel message and the peace of God they can find in the house of God. Folks, 
This doesn't need to be the best kept secret. This world needs to know Jesus died for their sin. They need to know that if they come to the house of refuge, they can find the God of refuge here. Somebody shout amen if you agree with me tonight. Now get this, the second thing was this. These cities of refuge were to be located in the cities that were given to the Levites. Oh boy. Folks, this is very very significant when the principles laid out here. These cities of refuge, you ready? Were overseen by the Levites. Look at where God places these cities given to the Levites. He sprinkles them throughout the land of the children of Israel. Why? Because the cities of the Levites, these 48 cities, they were being established. Why? To teach the people the law and teach the people how to worship God. Go study it out for yourself, folks. Are, Are you ready? God wanted His anointed ministers to have a voice everywhere throughout the land. So God was putting his minister or his priest right in the middle of their possessions. These cities were a part of the ministry. Are you sure, Pastor? Get this. Of the 48 cities that were given to them, the priests received 13 of them according to Joshua 21. Joshua 21, it designates 13 of the cities given to the priesthood of the Levites. You ready? And all six of the cities of refuge came from those 13 cities. You say, well, that's not important. Oh, yes, it is absolutely important because there's a principle that's being established. If you wanted to be saved from the sentence of death, you needed to flee to a city of refuge. The only way there was a place of refuge, hear me, because there was a priest or a minister that was maintaining the place of refuge. The place of refuge, hear me, needed a God anointed, a God called man to oversee and maintain a place of refuge. A principle God was being established. You hear me? You need a pastor in your life. You need a man of God, anointed and called by God in your life for you to have a refuge in God. Come on, we got too many churches that have hirelings. We have too many churches that all they're doing is an occupation when they stand behind the pulpit. It's just another job for them. But oh my Lord and my God, a house of refuge, a place of refuge has a true God called, a God anointed man of God. This is not a job. This is a calling, a calling that only comes from God. Again, you need a pastor in your life if you want to discover and maintain a place of refuge. Ready for this? You ready? Who protected these individuals when they got to the city of refuge? When the person showed up that wanted to kill them? It was the people who occupied the city of refuge. Who lived in those cities of refuge? The Levites and the priesthood. You need me in your life. 
You need a preacher in your life. This place is a place of refuge. And you need a man of God in your life. Why? Because you can't make it on your own. Because when the enemy comes after you to destroy you, as I was talking this morning, even when things are attacking our mind, you know what you need? You need a God-called anointed man that's going to be on your side in prayer, that's going to help to preach and teach and tell you what you need to do to be safe from the enemy that wants to destroy you. Honey, you need me in your life. Not because I'm special, but because that's the plan of God. We need a minister in our life. Honey, you can't get it on a TV. You can't get it on a radio. You can't get it from the media or the internet. You need a living, breathing man of God to preach and teach to you. Oh, somebody clap amen. Clap and shout amen if you agree with me tonight. These are principles that are being established in this thing. I'll say it again. You need a man of God in your life. See, a pastor that God has placed in that city to maintain that city. The Levites, Bishop, were the ones who maintained the city of refuge before the people got there. It's my job to maintain this place right here. I'm not talking about, it's not my job to take care of all the maintenance on the building. It's my job to maintain the spiritual things at the house of God. It's my job right here to make this place in here a place of refuge for when souls want to come in here. That's the reason why this pastor preaches what he preaches. That's the reason why I preach the things I preach and say, hey, ladies, you need to make sure you keep your skirt the wrong, right length. And you need to get the split out of your skirt. And you, you need to keep the links right. And you need to get the makeup off your face. Why? Because this is all about making this place a place of safety and refuge for the soul. It's my job to make sure you're safe. Why? Because if we let stuff into the house of God or inside of here, then we give access to the enemy that's wanting to kill you and to destroy your soul. I'm not here doing this because I'm mean and I want to hurt you. I'm doing this because I'm trying to provide a place of refuge for everybody who needs refuge for their soul. Somebody shout amen tonight. Is it easy? No. Is it necessary? Absolutely. Folks. We need people that have backslid 10 years ago when they come back. This pastor has maintained exactly what they left. I need to make sure I get weeds pulled out in the spirit in this church. That's the reason why I have to sit down with some of you, look at you across the table and say, you don't need to be doing that junk. Why? Because it may not destroy you, but it may destroy somebody else that's seeking refuge in the house of God. It may not be a stumbling block to you, but it may be to them. So some of you go ahead and get offended at your pastor. But I'm going to tell you, I'm doing what is according to the word of God. The principles have been established. See, a watchman on the wall is there to protect you when someone wants to come and destroy you. And that's what I am, a watchman on the wall protecting this place of refuge. Does anybody see the principles that are being established in the word of God in regards to the place of refuge? 
I had seen some of these things in the scripture, but folks, they are beautiful, these things that have been established. Now, I've been preaching about me. You better grab a hold of your seat and hold on, because now I'm going to preach about you. See, there are several specific instructions, but I want to focus just on one of them in regards, because I can't deal with all of them tonight, because there's just absolutely too many of them. But when you look at this thing here, thou shalt separate the three cities for thee in the midst of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth to thee to possess it. Thou shalt prepare thee a way. Now I said to you that word way means highway or road. And God was making it very clear. He was establishing a principle. God was saying, I'm going to establish a place of refuge. And that's what the children of Israel, folks, it did, was establish this place of refuge. Better hold on. <laughs> oh boy. Everybody say, I love you, Pastor. My job as the minister of this church is to maintain this house of refuge in this place of refuge. But can you tell me where the roads and the highways, where they lay that led to the city of refuge? They laid in the land that was owned and possessed by all the other tribes of Israel. It was there, the roads were not there in the house, in the, in the city of refuge. They were leading to the city of refuge. That means all of the children of Israel. I take care of the house of God in this place of refuge. Everybody in this house, every soul in this house, it's your responsibility to maintain the road that leads to the city of refuge. You ready? 99.9% of the people that are going to come to this altar and be saved are here. Come to this city of refuge are coming across your land, coming through your life, coming from your job, coming from your family, coming from your testimony. It's exactly what the burdens this morning. Alexander and those came this morning. Why? Because she has been witness to him and he came. That means he's coming across her land or traveling her road to get to the city of refuge. God made it very clear. Number one is you make the road nice and wide and clear. Number two, remove all the obstructions and everything off the road. Number three, make sure it's super smooth and it's easy to travel. Now, that's the reason why, folks, you have a responsibility to God to make sure you keep things out of your life, out of your home. Come on, you got things you need to make sure you get out of your life. That's the reason why it's important about what you wear. Yeah, it's important about what you wear. Why? Because somebody may be traveling down your road to come to the city of refuge and what you're wearing on your job or what you're wearing at the lake or what you're wearing in secret could be something that creates 
a stumbling block and they fall over it before they can ever get to the city of refuge. Come on, I'm preaching. You're saying, oh, it's not affecting me. But honey, you better get your road cleaned up. Because the things that may not be hurting you, it may be stopping somebody else from finding the city of refuge. And while they're trying to get there, they stumble and are confused. You're saying, oh, God is so good and can deliver me from everything. But then here you are, you've got things in your life you just won't give up. Confusion. So then when they stumble or they're hesitating, the enemy overtakes them. And the killer that wants to destroy their soul kills them before they can find a house. I'm preaching about the principles of the Word of God. Honey, there are some things you don't need to be looking at on the Internet. There are some things you don't need to be watching. There are, you don't need a TV in your home. You need to get that junk out. Oh, I can handle it. It's not about you. It's about preparing a road to the city of refuge so they can find their way to the house of God. You got to hear me, folks. The enemy is going to throw every obstacle he can inside of their path. He's going to throw everything he can right in their way to try to keep them from ever coming to the house of God. You got to understand at times on a road, trees will fall down. Things will blow across the road. That's the reason why we got prayer and we got repentance. Why? Because you may say, I can handle it, but maybe the people that are going to come down your road may not be able to handle it. Brother Rocky, the reason why you can make it back is because there's people at the palace of praise that kept the road open for you. It's a palace of praise. We haven't changed our doctrine. We haven't changed our holiness stance. We haven't changed our lifestyle. We're still what we've always been the day they walk away. we got to keep the road open, folks. Oh, it's not important. Oh, yes, it is absolutely important. Why? Because the devil wants to destroy Ephesians 2 and 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead and trespasses and sin, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. The devil has a path, but the church has a path. There's a path that's leading them away, but there's a path also leading them to a city of refuge. Hear me, folks. According what? According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Who is the prince of the power of the air? He's Satan, the devil, folks, who's trying to destroy. Hear me today. The little things you may be doing that you don't think are really important, but you know you shouldn't be doing, may be the very thing that they look at in your life and use that as an excuse not to come back to God. Oh, pastor, they're just too picky. No, they're struggling. They don't have the Holy Ghost yet. They need to be restored in the Holy Ghost. And the enemy's trying to feed them with all kinds of junk in their life. I'm going to say it again. You, some of us, don't understand the value of separation from the world. It's not a, for we'll stand out. Folks, it's for us to be able to prepare a way for others to find a place of refuge in our God. Hear me well. 
when people look at your life and see that you're keeping your road nice and clear, they can say, if they can, I can. If they can, I can. You are a testimony and a witness of the power of God to deliver you from everything in your life. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3 then says, Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath. Even were the ch- nature, by nature, the children of wrath. When we were living in sin, we were the children of wrath. Why? Because the Father was the father of wrath, and that was the devil. The devil is on the trail of every individual in this house. He wants to kill everyone in this house. Why? Because, folks, he hates God. He absolutely hates God, and so he has a vengeance against God. And he wants to destroy you to get at God because you're the creation of God, the children of God. And there's this battle that's going on. Folks, the verse says by nature, it's after our own human nature. In the church age, individuals are pardoned of all their sins when they repent and turn from their sins through the faith, through faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you tonight, In the very real sense, the principle has been established, folks. The palace of praise is a city of refuge in the Aloha Beaverton area and in Portland and in Oregon. Come on, you need to shout amen, folks. The palace of praise is a city of refuge. It's a place of safety from the adventure of our soul and the souls of our guests that was here this morning. Folks, this is a safe place for sinners and transgressors. Come on, you got to hear me. There was no sign at the gate that said, hey, if you're this person or that person or you're this or that, you can't come in. Absolutely not. The gate was wide open in the city of refuge saying, hey, if you've made an offense, the door is open, the gate is open, come on in. The palace of praise is a city of refuge. It's open to every color, every nationality, everybody. Everybody is welcome at the palace of praise. In all of Israel, there was only six cities of refuge. I want to ask this church this. How many churches around us are preaching Acts 2.38? How many? And how many are preaching that we still have to repent? Tell me how many. I preached that sermon back at the road when I went to their websites and I brought all that information and started reading to you what they preach right here around us, just a couple of miles around us, and you found out I can't find anybody that lines up with the biblical doctrines there, folks. Tell me how many churches around us still preach that you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. How many? I can't think of any right around us. The only way you can receive the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. The only way you can receive the Holy Ghost is by speaking in tongues. You tell me how many churches around us are preaching that message. How many churches are preaching separation from the world? 
Not very many churches are preaching it. There's not very many Pentecostal churches that are preaching it anymore. Sis, thank God for your pastor. He's a nice, strong man and still preaching it right. I love that man. Pray for him all the time. Thank God for men of God that still know how to preach the message. You know what they're doing? Maintaining this city of refuge for souls that need to hear truth, folks. We need to hold on to the doctrine of Acts 2.38. We need to hold on to the doctrine of separation. Why? This is a city of refuge, folks. you got to hear me. They just couldn't run into any city and be safe. They had to run into a city that was designated by God and was obedient to the plan of God in regards to the city of refuge. That's the reason why this church is so valuable to the city of Portland. Why? Because by the help of God, we're going to keep preaching Acts 2.38. So when they get here, they're going to still find, they can find God and the God of refuge. Then we need to recognize how important it is for us to maintain this city of refuge. Folks, we need to stay true to the message. My job needs to stay. Your job, make sure your path stay clears of every obstruction so that you're a good testimony. So you're a good testimony, leaving a good testimony on your job and to your family and to everyone. Why? They're not going to make it to here. Until they travel down your road to get to here. Yeah, but I was out with them and they didn't, you know, you know they, don't, they don't really know what we believe. So I, I just wore this and did that. No. Folks, you don't understand what's going on being in the spiritual realm. This thing's greater than what's being seen in the physical. This is about a thing in the spiritual, about obedience. And in obedience, then there is power and anointing with God in your life. To be able to provide an avenue for so- We need to start reaching out to souls. Come on. We need to start having more Bible studies. We need to start praying, God, use me as a road to the city of refuge. God, I want them to travel down my road. I got co-workers that I want to go down my road. What do you mean? I want to teach the Bible study. I want to be the one that leads them here. I want them to be able to follow me to the altar. Oh, you guys aren't shouting and running right there. Folks, hear me. Jude 22 says this, And of some having compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. And hating every, even the garment spotted by the flesh. God is calling every one of us, folks, to be a member of the G-D-O-T. Look at somebody say, you need to be a member of G-Dot. G-Dot. Well, what's that? ODOT stands for Oregon Department of Transportation. Tonight I'm preaching about God's Department of Transportation. What are you saying? The number one objective and the main expense for the ODOT in the state of Oregon is to maintain the roads. Is to maintain the roads for people can get from point A to point B 
without obstruction or doing damage to themselves. We need to be GDOT. We need to be part of God's Department of Transportation that's making sure we keep our roads clear so that people can get from point A to point B and get to the city of refuge without any obstruction or crashing their vehicle. We have a responsibility to God to make sure that we... You need to hear what the Word of God says. In Isaiah 58 and 12 it says, And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to the dwelling. Folks, we are to be the ones that are to make... When other people are trying to tear up the road of holiness, we need to make sure we're repairing it daily. When other people are trying to tear down the message, we're coming along and making up the breach and filling in the holes and making sure there's a clear path to God. That adds new meaning to this voice and verse of Scripture, Jeremiah 6 and 16. Thus saith the Lord, stand in the way. Come on. And see and ask for the We may, need new, we may use new methods, but we're never going to change the path, folks. We may use some new methods and new things and technology, but we're not going to change the path. Because that where is in the good way, and walk therein, and you shall find rest for your soul. But they said, we're not going to walk therein. I don't know about you, but I hope everybody in this house understands the responsibility that's been put upon your shoulders as a member of the palace of praise and as a child of God. I hope you understand you've got to keep your own road clear. It's not about what the pastor sees. It's not about what the pastor knows. It's about your responsibility to God. Because those Levites inside of the city of refuge didn't have time to go out and inspect every one of those highways and make sure they're clear all the way leading to the city of refuge. That it had to be everybody along the way doing their part along the way to make sure their part was clear. Get what? Some of your family may be walking down your road right now. You don't even know they're walking your road right now. They're walking right down your road right now. And folks, any little thing may trip them up. But if you're really prayerful and God's leading you and you're walking in the Holy Ghost, there are things that God can quicken you of that may be a, a hindrance to them that you may say, I don't know why God's putting it on my heart to get that out of my life. But you may better follow the Holy Ghost because you may be removing something, clearing the way. What? For them to find the city of refuge or come back to God or find God for the very first time. Folks, Aaron, we kept it the way it was when you were here. Did you know that? We didn't change it. Put on a few wrinkles, a few more gray hairs. Come on, but all that being said, not too much sin in that. <laughs> when you came back,
story that happened before walking to salvation. Brothers and sisters, we've been praying for you. Little Lola Sterling. God, how come has God been forgetting you? He took things out of your life. It's not about you. It's bigger than you. It's about God wants to use you as a highway and a path. What? For you to lead people, what? To the city of refuge. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost coming down in this house. I feel the presence of God moving in this house right now on some of the, I'm telling you right now, there are some co-workers that are about to walk down your road and they're already walking down and they're already heading your way and God's only saying this, I want you to start praying and I want you to start fasting so you clear everything out of the way so when they, can, they decide to finally make that run, then we have made sure the old paths are the old paths. They're clear as they was the day that Bishop first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We keep on preaching the same message living the same life and doing exactly what God has asked us to do Brother Angelo would you go to the keyboard somebody needs to hear me tonight let's all stand I have a responsibility to everybody in this house and you ready everybody that's not here yet that's my responsibility I have to make sure the doors stay open I have a responsibility to keep this place clean and from anything that would kill or destroy somebody once they get here. You ready? i got to keep this altar open and clean. It's my responsibility. It's the reason why I say some of the things I say to some of you. I've never, uh, God is my witness, I've never been unkind to any of you intentionally. But I have told some of you, you need to stop doing what you're doing, dressing the way you're dressing. I'm not trying to be unkind with you you women, I'm just trying, I'm not trying to be unkind with some of you men, and I've told you guys, you can't do that, you can't wear that, you can't act that way, I'm not being unkind, I understand that even after they get here, there could be things here that they would stumble once even they got in here, if I don't keep this place clean and maintained, I need your help church. The children of Israel were working in chorus together to make sure there was a city of refuge available and easily accessible at all times. Well, we got Brother Dallas Brock's church over there. We got Brother Wiggins over there. They don't really need us. My Lord and my God. Folks, we don't even have to go a mile from this church right here to fill this whole entire building up. Here's the reality. We're finding out the girl that visited us the other night, backslider, lives just down the street from us. Another one that visited us about three months ago lives right over here, right over here on 209, backslider. Folks, they're all over this city and all around this place. We got to keep the road clear and make them available so they can find God anytime. How many of you are willing to take on the responsibility of keeping your road clear? How many of you are willing to say, hey, Pastor, I'm going to stop watching some things and I'm going to stop wearing some things and I'm going to start living that way and I'm going to stop, oh man, I'm preaching now. I'm going to give up some stuff. Why? Because I want to make sure that there is nothing that's going to be a stumbling block or a hindrance to somebody who's coming down my road and trying to find a city of refuge at the Palace of Praise. 
I think it'd be great if some of us make a rededication and a recommitment to the things of God tonight. I'm going to ask you to come to these altars if you would and let's recommit to God. We got a good church. We got a good, absolute, and excellent church at the Palace of Praise. We got people that are doing what God has asked us to do and I am so thrilled at the work of God. But at the same time, I want to make sure you understand we got a responsibility to this world to keep our highway open and keep the path open. Lord, lead us tonight, I pray, God. Give us, Lord, a time of examination, Lord, that we examine examine our own minds, our own lives, Lord. God, you see those that are in the midst of a struggle and the things, God, that they are battling with in their life, Lord. Thanks, God, you're asking them, Lord, to get out of their life, but, God, they're just holding on to it. Lord, I'm asking you give them strength tonight. Get those things, God, out of their life, Lord, and lay them aside and to surrender them, Lord, unto you. I'm asking you, oh God, to help us get the rocks, Lord, off of that highway, God, and help us, Lord, to get the limbs and the things, God, that have been blown up onto our life, Lord, the the junk that's in our life, God, the bitterness, Lord, the hurt that's in our lives, God. Help me, God, to get it out of my life, Lord, and to clear a way that you can use me, Lord, as a highway, God, as a way, Lord Jesus, to lead souls unto you into the house of refuge at the palace of praise. Oh, God, examine my mind, God. Examine my heart, Lord Jesus. I plead your blood, God, over my life, Lord, because, God, I need you. Lord, help me as the pastor of the palace of praise. Oh, God, in loving kindness, Lord Jesus, to treat everybody, God, the way you want me to treat them. Yet, Lord, to stand for truth. Help me, God, to preach the message, Lord. Help me to stay true. Oh, God, to the message, Lord, that's been delivered unto me. Help me, God, to stay true, Lord, to the old past, God. Lord, help me, God, to truly be a repair of the breach, Lord. And when there gets holes in my road, Lord, that I, God, through prayer and dedication, God, repair them. That they're in good repair, Lord, for individuals, God. They can walk down, oh God, my devotion to you. They can walk down, God, my life, Lord, live to you. Oh, I need you, Jesus. Oh, God, I know individuals are following me, Lord. And thus, God, help me to walk uprightly before you. In the Holy Ghost, Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Lord, shine through me until I burn out for you. Till the night is through, Lord, shine through me until I burn out for you. Lord, let me be a flame in the night. Oh, Lord, let me be a light that shattering the darkness. Till the night is through, Lord, shine through me until I burn out for you. Oh, Lord, let me be a flame in the night. Lord, let me be a light that shattering the darkness. Let me be a fire burning bright until the night is through. Lord, shine through me until I burn out for you. Lord, let me be a flame in the night. Till the night is through, Lord, shine through me until I burn out for you. Let me be a flame in the night. Let me be a light shattering the dark. shine through me until I burn out for you. I will be what you call me to be. I say Oh. 
about a conversation I had this morning. The Lord just quickened me when I was praying there. I was talking to an individual this morning. They made this statement today. He said, you know, it seems like the devil's thrown everything into this person's, I've got to be careful how I say this, thrown everything into this person's path. And they keep tripping over all this stuff, hurt and offenses and all stuff. This thing told me this morning, I forgot about it. Should have mentioned that tonight in my sermon. And they said, but you know what? Something's changing in them. And you know what changed them? And it's bringing about a change? Is it because of the kindness of someone in this church? What somebody did for them 
that they were totally not expecting a kindness, Bishop, that they did. They told me, it's like God's moving some things out of their life now. That goes hand in hand with my message this morning. They told me, they, they kept telling me, because they haven't wanted to communicate at all with me. They said, they told me, you need to, you need to make sure you communicate with pastor. Make sure you tell pastor. Make sure you... <laughs> telling you what happened somebody because of your kindness which you did not have to do you did a kind act but in reality you were cleaning some stuff off of their road that's hindering them from getting to this place of refuge and you thought it was no big deal but God was using you we better start walking in the Holy Ghost because even the acts of kindness and stuff we're doing can really be clear in the road for some people because they're going to be looking and say, only somebody with the Holy Ghost would do that for us or act like that. So, And that all that stuff's just clearing a path for them to get. I'm telling you, I, I, can't, I can't tell you, but I, I can just say this. People are contacting us. Backsliders are contacting, asking us advice. And they're like, are you serious? You used to tell how people how much you hated us. Why are you calling us? We'll tell you why. Because some of you are praying like you haven't been praying. You're living better than you've been living in a long time. And you got some junk out of your life. You're clearing a way for them to get here. And God's using you in the spirit realm to clear a way to get here. God, I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing at the Palace of Praise. We thank you, God, for this morning. Thankful, God, for what you did in the minds of people this morning. And God... Every word of encouragement that was spoken, Lord Jesus, today. Thankful, God, what you're doing, Lord, in this people. God, even tonight again, Lord, you have been dealing with us, God, to make sure, Lord, that we make sure it's a clean and straight path, Lord, to you. God, help us, Lord, everyone to clean things out of our life, God. Because we truly, Lord, are that Bible, God, that living word, Lord Jesus, for you abiding in us, God, that they're going to read, Lord, a testimony, God, of the goodness and mercy of God. The only thing some of them will see and hear, God, will be us, Lord, and help us, God, that our road, Lord, is clear. It's straight, oh God. Easily, Lord, to find, God, what they need to do to find you, Lord, through the life that we live, God. Thank you, Lord, for every saint of God that has been faithful in their prayers, God, and faithful in their walk with you. And I pray, God, you strengthen those, Lord, that have been struggling, God, and those that have stumbled, Lord. Lift them up, O oh God, and give them a vision tonight, Lord, of how important they are to the kingdom of God. Lord, go with us as we go from this house, God, and help us, Lord, to seize every opportunity to give us boldness and yet wisdom in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory and the honor. For you are worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tuesday night again will be the Palace of Praise Bible Quiz kickoff at 7 o'clock. We'll see you there. Wednesday night, Bible study. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God is good. Amen.